More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Hour number two, Monday edition, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I am Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton. Encourage you, search out our names on any of the podcast universes where you may find yourself. You can get hour one, hour two, hour three. You're going to be on the road. Maybe you're traveling. Maybe you are just busy and not able to hear. Make sure you can get uh, all of us whenever you want. Search out Clay. Search out Buck. And the podcast will pop up. You can give us five stars. Appreciate all of you who are downloading and subscribing to the show in big numbers already. So, Buck, I think that we have reached a real sort of, I would say, significant turning point in the nation as a whole. And what I would say is you have, and I'm among them every single week, I want to thank everybody in Fayetteville, met a ton of our listeners who were there for the Texas-Arkansas game. Incredible experience. I'm going to be, by the way, in Gainesville, Florida this weekend for the Alabama game against Florida. In a couple of weeks, Buck is going to be with me for his first ever college football game. We're going down to Tuscaloosa for the Ole Miss-Alabama game, which looks like it's going to be incredible. But then also, in addition to being at Texas, Arkansas, I flew back. My 10-year-old is about to turn 11 on Wednesday, and what he wanted to do was go to an NFL game, uh, the local team, the Tennessee Titans here, with his 10-year-old, 11-year-old buddy. So I took a big group of kids uh, to uh, that football game. And I've been to a bunch of college football games. I've now been to an NFL stadium The crowd began as the flyover was occurring and as they honored September 11th victims. This was obviously on September 12th. The crowd spontaneously began to chant USA, USA. I tweeted out that video. You can go check it out. What I am seeing all over this country with college football fans and with NFL fans is they're showing up, selling out their stadiums, not wearing masks, living 100% their normal life, tailgating with friends, hugging, high-fiving, celebrating. Sometimes your teams play poorly, reacting in the same way that you would before. And I can't get over 
the incredible dichotomy between the way the blue check losers in the Joe Biden administration and their anti-science advisors behave, demanding that we have a vaccine mandate, and the way what I would say real Americans across the landscape are actually behaving. And Buck, I'm curious, because you went to the U.S. Open for the tennis final, and they've made a big deal about how they're going to require vaccine passports to enter and everything else. Virtually nowhere in football are they requiring them. But what was your experience going through to get into that arena to watch that event? So I, I love going to the U.S. Open. It's one of the only sporting events that I make a, a real – I've made a real effort in the past to go to. I mean, I've been going since I was a kid. Uh, I mean, I used to go to NBA games, too, and the occasional Giants and Jets game. But that's that feels like a eons ago now. But I'm, I'm going to the final between Medvedev, a Russian, and Novak Djokovic, a Serb, who is arguably, if he wins one more of the uh, a major, the U.S. Open, Wimbledon, French Open, Australian Open, the greatest tennis player of all time, at least by, by major wins, which is usually how people judge it. And I show up there, and just uh, spoiler alert in case you didn't see it, which I'm sure anybody who cares about tennis did, Djokovic got got spanked i mean it was bad he he had a tough time three set loss on uh, on center court but as we're going in clay they're yelling you must have your vaccine passport visible and your id in your hand you must they're yelling this and if anybody's ever been there there's this big walkway with thousands and thousands of people just funneled toward yep. the main grounds and then arthur ash stadium they that after they were yelling you at this, you know, at the top of their lungs, they people yelling this as you're getting closer. And then they had someone go just just waving people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am not kidding. I could have held up a a soiled napkin. I could <laughs> have had in my yeah. hands a piece of junk mail saying, you know, I've just won a million dollars or something and wave that. And the, the security, by the way, I'm not. I'm not making fun of the security, the security guard. guard. I'm with yeah. the security guards on this. I'm with them in that they're not going to do that. This is absurd. It's going to slow everything down. So I appreciate I want to high five the people who weren't even really checking. But it is an extended finger in the center of the hand, so to speak, to all the people that are going, oh, we need the vaccine passports everywhere. It only if you're going to do things like this, it is truly cosmetic theater. It yes. obviously means nothing. And, Clay, we were outside. The main match is outside. This stuff doesn't doesn't spread outside, not in any meaningful way. We can't be held responsible for people that are afraid of lightning strikes all the time. I'm sorry. We just can't live our lives that way. Well, and, and I think it becomes increasingly difficult to argue in favor of any kind of restriction when Americans are t turning on their television uh, sets and even if you are among the, uh, the the COVID fear porn purveyors or one of the people who's still terrified that you're going to die of COVID, when you're watching a full stadium and they finally have done away with the absurdity of coaches on the sidelines having to wear masks or uh, anybody having to wear those ridiculous shields, there is now no indication whatsoever that COVID ever existed as it pertains to college football and the NFL, when you actually are in the stadium, you're watching the games. And, Buck, the great masses of football fans out there, this is spreading virally now. The amount of chance of F. Joe Biden that are occurring all over the country, including 
in the 9-11 celebratory Mets-Yankees baseball series, we put together a medley, don't worry, they're bleeped, of fans in crowds starting viral F. Joe Biden chants. Listen to this. Does this sound, Buck, like the most popular president according to electoral uh, uh, math? The most votes the of all time. More, of votes than, more votes than Barack Obama. Uh, yeah. Yes, of course. 81 million. 81 um, million people. I mean, I, I think what you have is, is finally people, There, there's a little bit of a turning point that is occurring here, a tipping point that's happening where you have people are getting to the point of fatigue with the stupidity where it's becoming more obvious. And, he, and here's, how, here's how I would say that, because, Clay, you know, you, you get to spend more time in red state America. I get to spend more time in blue state America, right? So in blue state America, it has been this cultural and social signifier of your intelligence to to double mask in, yes. indoors, outdoors, to 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 stand away from people when you're in line, you know, all these these crazy things, you know, to sit in the circle in the park that they've made for you. And I mean, they actually draw a circle on the ground. Yeah, I've seen right? those pictures. It's yeah, they've crazy. done all this. That was a signifier. Now I am seeing people who, granted, there's, you know, 700,000 Republicans or 800,000 Republicans in New York City. But I am seeing people that are just like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I was on the subway going out to the game, subway back and forth, U.S. Open. Masks required on the subway. Of course, I didn't wear a mask because I'm such a rebel, but I didn't yeah. wear a mask. And uh, I'd say about four or five other guys in the subway car. Interesting, it was always guys. Not I did not see any unmasked Women. female in the subway only guys now maybe that's because you know if somebody gets aggressive with you you know you're on the subway a guy might feel a little more comfortable handling the uh, hey buddy you know back off thing but people are starting to say this my coffee shop on my corner masks even for the vaccinated it says required half the people and the staff not wearing masks i think there is real fatigue with fauciism that's settling in clay in blue, right? It's it's been in Nashville, it's been in Tennessee and Texas and Florida, but I think even the libs, some of them, some of them, not a majority, but like a good chunk of them, are tired of this bullcrap. Yeah, and look, Buck, I think it's 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 gratifying, right? My team got their ass kicked uh, on uh, Sunday. The Titans got destroyed by the Arizona Cardinals, but man, I'll tell you, being in a stadium that was full again. And being able to look around and not see a single person wearing a mask anywhere in my entire section, not seeing a single person uh, lining up to get your ticket scanned to come into the stadium, and seeing that also taking place, Buck, all over the country, right? Uh, whether you're a Giants fan in New York or whether you're a 49er fan in San Francisco, places that you would anticipate fans would be more apprehensive and nervous and there might be more of a mask-related requirement. Now, maybe Lord Fauci is going to weigh in here because he couldn't have been happy with all the NFL teams joining right. all the why, college why football teams. Why was he picking teams. on the co – I wanted to ask you this. You know, Why would he pick on the college football teams, Clay? But I, I would also say, though, you know, if you were at a uh, – if you were at the Philharmonic or – a soy milk tasting contest. I'm just saying you would see a lot more masks than you will at an yeah, NFL game. I agree. And I think that's the answer of why Fauci's picking on football, because football fans, I think in general, are the heartbeat of America. They're middle of the road people who are sane, but also not fearful. 
I mean, if you're going to go watch guys beat up on each other playing football, hyper-masculine sport, uh, men and women, you're probably not the kind of person who is uh, is fearful of uh, of what might happen I mean, to you, you on you a day-to-day can, basis. You can break an arm. You can yes. break your back. You can go paralyzed playing football. I mean, football comes with football real risk. Football is far more danger and, than, dangerous to players than COVID. And, and yet... The people that are there watching, they understand that this is everyone there wants to be you know, on the field, wants to be there and yes. wants to be involved in this sport. And look, I I'm hoping, Clay, because at least right now they keep they're arguing things that are always in contradiction to each other. You know, the vaccines work so well. Oh, my God. Unless everyone around me is vaccined, yeah. you know, is vaccinated, vaccined. Um, I'm going to I'm going to get so sick and die even if I'm 30 years old. I'm starting to see people are understanding that this can't continue as it is. The only thing that would change that trajectory, in my opinion, isn't even really a case thing. It's a if we see the hospitalizations and the deaths start to go up considerably again, which would just be an indicator of not just vaccines waning in efficacy, but effectively failing after a time period. And that's the big question mark that we have to see how it plays out in the wintertime. But I Clay, I, I have more. Sp- I have another sports thing. No sir, way that I no would way. like to talk to you about. Yes. It's one that I've I've been fired up about for a while. It has to do with transgender stuff and, and mixed martial arts. I want to tell everybody, big surprise, there was a biological male who beat a biological female in a fight over the weekend. But this is now happening at the professional level. We'll discuss this when we come back. You know, going online without ExpressVPN is like leaving your laptop open in a coffee shop where you go and stand in line for a refill. I mean, look, yeah, usually it's going to be fine. But what about when it's not, right? That ruins your day, ruins your month. If you're working online, you need to use ExpressVPN. A VPN is a virtual private network. What it does is it creates a secure, encrypted connection between your device and the Internet, a tunnel, if you will. That way, hackers can't steal your sensitive data. You know, like what's on the emails, the information you use to buy products online, all that stuff is going back and forth. And, Clay, every time somebody connects to an unencrypted network, cafes, hotels, airports, their online data is just not secure without a VPN. No doubt. Any hacker can get access, steal your personal data, and they can sell that info for thousands of dollars on the Internet now. ExpressVPN helps to keep that from happening, and it's super easy to use. Download the app once, then open up the app and click one button to get protected. Both Buck and I have it because we know how important privacy and security is. It works on your phones, laptops, tablets, and more. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash Clay and Buck. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Clay and Buck, and you can get an extra three months free today. Expressvpn.com slash Clay. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. 
LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. If you want to weigh in on COVID vaccine mandates, the insurrection, 9-11 comparisons, uh, football over the weekend, anything that has gotten your attention today on the show, 800-282-2882. And uh, I have a sports story that caught my attention, actually. No way. One ride happens, Mr. Travis, and not just bunch of bunch of foreign dudes playing tennis at the u.s open over the weekend um it was actually quite amazing to watch uh, medvedev just tear apart the greatest ten- it just goes to show you even when you're the greatest of all time you can have a bad night <laughs> even the best of all time i mean yeah, Clay, right. you know it's just the way it is sometimes but uh, the, the, it used to be that they're in the earlier days of the transgender rights debate and the and the movement around it that you could say okay well we could all agree that There should be some things, you know, you shouldn't have men, biological males playing on women's sports. team. And we should just be able to say men, by the way, because men and women are actual categorizations that exist in reality, despite what the left thinks. And they said, no, no, no. And so now you do have people who will be competing in things, whether it's, you know, there'll be. I remember there was the transgender handball player, I believe, who's like, you know, a foot and a half taller than most of the other girls on the. The, the, Olympia, the Olympic weightlifter, which the Olympic is kind of weightlifter, a big deal. right? Laurel Hubbard, we've talked about. But even beyond that, we said, okay, well, we could all agree that there should be some things. I mean, combative sports, boxing, jujitsu, mixed martial arts. You're not going to subject a woman to fighting a man, a biological male. That's just wrong. That's just unethical. Um, it would be like having somebody in a boxing match who's just all you know, juiced up on steroids, fighting somebody who's not, that's not right. That's not fair, right? I'm not talking about two men in that in that uh, example. But Alana McLaughlin is the second openly transgender woman to compete in MMA in the United States. One, her, because we all have to say her, that's the requirement now, 
debut Friday night via submission at uh, in Miami, Florida. This is an individual, McLaughlin, former U.S. Army Special Forces, retired in 2010. I mean, Clay, I, I just think this is gross, man. I know that there are people that want to push for this kind of, uh, you know, they think this is a new liberation movement or a new civil rights movement or whatever. You look at the two bodies, one's a man, one's a woman, and a man fighting a woman should be viewed by everybody as as wrong and beyond just wrong from a sports competition perspective. Yeah, and I think this is one of the places where you run up against the reality of transgender rights. I think there's a huge percentage of the people out there. I would put myself in this category. If you decide that you want to change your gender and you are an adult and you think it will make you happier and you can afford to do it, whatever. I mean, I just don't I don't get that worked up about it. Right. Uh, I understand some people are upset about that idea. But me, I think I'm like, whatever. I think that's probably the majority. I just I, I really don't care. But when you start telling me that you are going to have men who are biological men competing against women and that by the way it's going to be happening in some of our high schools there's a lawsuit out there i'd encourage you guys to read out of connecticut where the connecticut state high school champion now uh in many different sports is a man who identifies as a woman and if you think out there you got a daughter you've got granddaughters you got somebody who has worked her entire life trying to be good at something and then they end up losing to a biological man it's just not right it fundamentally distorts the entire basis of athletics and so buck you're right and it's even worse in combat sports or weightlifting places where being physically large is a tremendous advantage and i i I think i can't believe that we even have this going on it's pure madness gotta stay healthy these days folks do everything you can to make your immune system fire on all cylinders, right? You know that's critical. Over 20 years ago, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black of Texas invented Texas Superfood for that very reason. I've known Dr. Black for years. This guy is the real deal. Texas Superfood is 55 vine-ripened fruits and vegetables plus probiotic and digestive enzymes so you can build your body's defense from the inside out. You know what? A lot of your immunity comes from and is related to your GI tract. So making sure you get the right nutrients, fruits and veggies, probiotics, really helps with your overall immune system function. Texas Superfood is a safety net, in a sense, for the American diet because you know your grandma or your parents told you to eat your fruits and veggies, but who's really eating fruits and veggies these days in the degree that they should? That's where Texas Superfood comes in. So if you can't, won't, or don't eat all your fruits and veggies every day, Texas Superfood was made for you. Start boosting your immune system for under $2 a day. Go to TexasSuperfood.com slash buck or call 855-TEXAS-55. That's TexasSuperfood.com slash buck or call 855-TEXAS-55. Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Fantastic Monday across this great land. Encourage you to make sure you don't miss a minute. We've had so many different topics to talk about coming in this Monday. Search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out his name, Buck Sexton, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. You can find the podcast anywhere, and we love all of our affiliates as we continue to roll those up across the country as well. You guys are the lifeblood of the show. Speaking of the lifeblood of the show... There's a lot of lifebloods of shows out there that have to do with taxes. A lot of family, dad, mom, carrying the household, making sure that you are taking care of your family. 
And some of the details are coming out. The House of Representatives has finalized some of their detailed tax codes. And I got to hit you with this, Buck, because you're a New Yorker. The headline at CNBC right now, top earning New Yorkers could face a 61.2% combined tax rate under Joe Biden's House of Representatives theory tax plan. Californians would face a 59% rate. Uh, and these obviously are adding up the state and local, your, your federal income tax, city, state, federal, combined up to 61.2%. Buck, when you, uh, and I didn't even, but in New York City, combined top marginal state and city tax rates, 14.8%. So New York City taxpayers who are the highest earning could face a 61.2% tax rate. And I got to be honest with you. I, I don't know if you are a top earning New Yorker now. Why would you stay in the city? If you're a top earning Californian, why would you stay in the city or state out in California I think a lot of people are just throwing up their hands and saying, I'm moving. The tax rates have just become too onerous. Well, well, the data shows that. I mean, you yeah. actually can see who's gaining people, who's losing people as states right now. And there is not some blue stronghold. I mean, we think of New York, California, Massachusetts, Illinois. None of these states have people clamoring to come into them who are already in America. There are substantial. What's interesting is there are substantial immigrant inflows into some and including, by the way, illegal immigrants in places like New York. People often forget California as a state has the most illegal immigrants in the country. But New York City as a city, unsurprisingly, has the greatest concentration of illegal aliens in one place. And Clay, this is. Exactly what people have been saying would happen, but Democrats seem to not really care. But I think that the problem that they're going to face now is that New York, just to speak as a New Yorker, used to be a place where if you wanted a certain kind of job at a certain level, if you wanted a different op, if you know, if you wanted opportunities in media, if you want opportunities in finance, if you want to work at one of the biggest advertising companies in the world. You had to actually be in New York. for Yeah, they had offices elsewhere, but usually you had to start out here, right? You want to be a Goldman Sachs banker, bro? You got to start out in New York City. Same thing if you wanted to be in uh, Hollywood. You actually were in L.A. and, you know, you're it's passing your screenplay around to people, all that kind of stuff. That whole world has changed. Yeah. And we've seen it change more rapidly because of COVID than at any other time in memory where now you have, yeah, some people are remote working, some people are not. There's a lot of companies that are still figuring out what the mix is going to be. But we ran a 12-month can-you-work-remote test for a lot of people who are particularly yes. high earners, and the answer was yes. And in that environment, now remember, some companies may say you have to come back to the office. People say, well, okay, maybe I'll go work for that slightly lesser-known or that startup or that mid-tier, mid-range company that does this, I have the same skill set. And I'm seeing this happen with people that I know, friends of mine, who are saying, I'm heading to Florida. I'm heading to Texas. A friend of mine just yesterday tweeted out that she was uh, looking for houses in Texas. Lifelong New Yorker like me. Clay, at some point, the value proposition swings too far in the other direction. And when you have no salt deduction either, when you yep. start to do the numbers on this, you look at what it costs to have a house, you look at what it costs in taxes, you just say, why? What, what, am, I, what am I getting for being here in some blue enclave where the crime is rising, the streets are dirty, the taxes are too high. And I'm like, a, I've been my whole life a New York super fan, super defender, 
even I lived here when things were really crappy. I grew up here when things were really crappy in the 90s. I saw the miracle of Giulianiism and the city becoming so safe that it was like felt like Disneyland. You're walking around here. Real estate prices skyrocketing. Restaurants are amazing. All that stuff. But now it's going the other direction, Clay. And it's not just it's New York. It's San Francisco. It's Los Angeles. It's Chicago. It's happening all over the place. You can't find a house in Nashville. I mean, you just can't. Like my neighborhood, the minute that the houses go on the market, they are selling for far in excess of what they're even listed for. And most of the people that are moving here, Buck, are coming from California, they're coming from New York, and they're coming from the Chicago area. They are fleeing high-tax areas to come here. We have no state income tax in Tennessee, no state income tax in Florida, no state income tax in Texas, and you start to do the math on how much you can save. We talk about California and New York. Uh, New Jersey, 57.2% top tax rate. Hawaii, 57.4% top tax rates. This is under the Democrats' proposed plans. Now, ironically, the guy who may be saving some of these blue enclaves is a West Virginia Democratic senator, Joe Manchin, who has just said, hey, these tax increases, these budgets, the $3.5 trillion Bernie bill, it's out of control. Here's what Joe Manchin said, play cut 20. He will not have my vote on 3.5, and Chuck knows that. And we've talked about this. We've already put out $5.4 trillion, and we've tried to help Americans in every way we possibly can. And a lot of the help that we put out there is still there, and it's going to run clear until next year, 2022. What's the urgency? What's the urgency that we have? It's not the same urgency that we have with the American Rescue Plan. We got that out the door quickly. That was about $2 billion, $2 trillion. And on top of that, you know, all the things we've had with the CARES package, everything leading up to that. So we have done an awful lot, and there's still an awful lot of people that need help. But you have 11 million jobs that aren't filled right now. 8 million people are still unemployed. Something's not matching up. Don't you think we ought to hit the pause and find out? Yes. Pretty reasonable. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Clay, it's amazing to be the reasonable voice in the room when you're the guy who says, we've already spent $6 trillion. Yeah. Let's maybe do one and a half trillion in addition to the six trillion, three point five trillion more. I mean, look at how many global economies even have a, a GDP of three trillion dollars. I mean, you start to look at these numbers to put it all in perspective. And and I worry, Clay, I mean, I, I give uh, I give credit for this to Naval Ravikant, who's a Silicon Valley guy who just a really interesting thinker. But we should have him on the show at some point. Another Good guy idea. we should add to I'm, the mix. I'm sold already. Yeah. Really interesting guy. Uh, I think he was the founder of AngelList. But he's a contrarian, but a, but a a precise thinker. And he, he tweeted something out about how, yeah, the thing about inflation is that before it gets really painful and ugly, stock market goes up. Employment often starts to really go up. Assets go up in value that you own. But then... The foundation beneath all this starts to crumble, and then then you have you know people realizing, oh, my dollars are worthless, my dollars are worthless, and things get a whole lot less fun on the economic front. Yeah, and that's the thing that frustrates me the most as a guy who built and sold a small business and still is hiring a lot of people. There is a fantastical disassociation in the Democratic Party. Modern monetary theory is what it's called between economic reality and business practices that have worked for hundreds of years in capitalistic economies. And it's like we're pretending, Buck, those truths and those verities and those realities don't exist anymore, and it's leading us to 
absolute chaos, I really am afraid. I got to tell you, though, if you're one of the people out there who's having a bite of your paycheck coming out because of inflation, if you are worried about how much money you're having to spend to put gas in your tank as gas prices continue to be growing, Pure Talk is a way for you to have a more affordable cell phone network while still having the same quality of AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile. Same phones, even. It's super easy to switch. Same phone number. For just $30 a month, you'll get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data. You could be saving hundreds and hundreds of dollars a year. Switching is super easy, too. We just put my 13-year-old on an iPhone 12, his first-ever phone, and he is on the Pure Talk network. It's been fabulous for him. My family is saving a bundle. Your family can save a massive amount as well. Buck, how do they sign up? From your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk. You'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk. Remember, if it's time for a new phone, Pure Talk will also help you save on brand new iPhones or Androids. Clay and our customers, you should be too. Pure Talk excels in customer service with 100% of their team based here in the U.S. And just try this because when you change to Pure Talk, you get a 30-day full money-back guarantee. If you don't like it, you can go back, but you're going to like it. Trust us. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk. You'll save 50% off your first month. Again, that's pound 250. Say Pure Talk. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. 
when I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for rolling along here with us on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. This is Buck and we put out the, the Fauci signal, if you will. And Clay's even got a poll out now on Twitter for those of you who are on Twitter. By the way, if you are, follow me at Buck Sexton, please. Follow Clay at Clay Travis uh, on the Twitter and uh, on Instagram, Buck Sexton as well. Clay's on Instagram, too. Uh, so you can follow us both there. But Fauci, we've asked officially, will he come on the show? And we, we will be we will be respectful, but firm, but respectful if he comes on the show I doubt he will do it, Clay. I think it's fair to say the Fouch likes the friendly outlets. He doesn't like he's going to come on here and Clay will be all, oh, but I don't like masks and forced vaccination and all your natural immunity talk. He's not going to like any of that. Uh, I've already put the poll question up. We've already, during the commercial break, basically gotten 2,000 votes. 92% 92% say that Dr. Fauci will re- decline our request, yep. despite the fact that he's doing every media outlet in the country. I mean, really, he's been everywhere. We've got the biggest radio show in the country. And honestly, we would have a respectful conversation. We disagree on a lot. But 92% of you are of yeah. the opinion that I he will not even be ask willing him, to come on. I wouldn't even ask him, so why did you lie under oath about gain-of-function research or whatever? I would be more polite about him lying under oath about gain-of-function research. You know, I, I, wouldn't I would even try to say, why worried. did you have a, a lapse of judgment in your discussion under oath with Congress? You know, polite style, Clay. I'm not even that worried about gain-of-function. I would just like for him to talk with us about natural, natural immunity. immunity. Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, just answer those questions. They, they dodge that scientific reality because it does not fit with the, the narrative of the CDC is going to save everybody, which unfortunately is not true. We did want to get some calls. A lot of you been patient. A lot of you been calling in here. We got Doug in Utah, father two in their 30s. Good to have you on, Doug. What's up? Hey, I love you guys. Thank you. Thanks we love you. you doing to carry on uh, Russia's legacy. I love the format of this show. So thank you for what you guys are doing. So I got a question, and then I need to uh, just bust at the end of that uh, Clay's chops just a tad. But I wanted to ask you, so my wife and I were in our early 60s. I'm 61. She just turned 63. Um, so, yes, she did, you know, rob the cradle a little bit. But <laughs> our kids are millennials. And to my just ah angst, it's like, how in the heck do you believe what you believe? And it's like, and they go, oh, where are you getting all your data from? Where are you getting your information from? The Clay and Buck show? It's like, I can't <laughs> win. It's like. I mean, sounds I'm like the answer is yes, which is excellent. But Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. And before you, yes, it was rushed. So it's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I love my kids. We have a great relationship. But we can't sit around the dinner table on a Sunday and have these conversations. So. The sites that they go to and that they listen to, they're vaccinated. My wife and I are not vaccinated. And that's becoming a real sticking point with us. And it's just, how do I talk to, I mean, you guys are not my age, but you've got kids. 
play one day, maybe you'll have kids. I mean, Buck, you'll have kids. But how do you talk to your kids about it's this? Such, well, I am a millennial. A I think I think Clay aged out at Gen I, X. I, I miss I'm, millennials by like eight months yeah, or something. But depending I'm technically on when you a gray, I'm a gray bearded millennial, so I can speak from the perspective of not all of us are. MSNBC watching lunatics, Doug. So that's a good, not that your kids are lunatics, but you know what I'm saying. Not not I everyone think, has been drinking the Kool Aid of Fauciism from even the uh, 30s perspective. I think, Doug, what what I try to do with my kids, and my kids are young, you know, 13. We got two birthdays this week, so I got to keep track of exactly how old they are. But but eighth grader, fifth grader, first grader. What I try to do is talk to them based on facts. Because it's not as emotional. So I can't pretend to know how your kids are going to respond, Doug. But I think looking at actual CDC data and laying it out for your kids without the emotion. See, what the problem I see in a country today, the biggest problem, is that everything is anecdotal. It's like, oh, this person who's 24 years old had a severe COVID issue, and so that means all 24-year-olds are at issue. Or look at what happened to this 8-year-old. They tell you that kids aren't in danger, but look at what happened to this 8-year-old. And it spreads virally, but it's not representative. It's an outlier sample size, right? thank you so much, man, for calling in. We appreciate it. God bless you, and thanks for listening. And uh, please stay with us here every day. Clay, you know what it really reminds me of, actually? Shark attacks. People yeah, are people get analogy. really look. I'm not gonna lie. How many of us have been in the ocean and you feel something tug at your foot? You might be your buddy who's you know having a go at you or something. But you know you feel something a little weird. You go ah, and you think you're in a scene from Jaws. Your chance of being attacked by a shark is it's not zero. So I can't tell you. Someone listening to this at some point might get a little bite from a uh, from a bull shark or something. It's not zero. But it's basically zero insofar as you should be worried about it when you're swimming, unless you're like chumming the water and you see great whites and want to go pat one on the head. Same thing with a lot of this COVID stuff. It's like shark attacks. Jonathan in Tennessee, what do you got for us, Jonathan? Well, hey, this is going to be kind of like Christy Nome's interview. Hey, it's uh, conservative on conservative fire. But look, Clay. This is not because I'm from Memphis, but why are you praising the Titans or talking about the Titans, not saying you're praising them, when they have gone full-on woke? They've gone full-on woke. I have denounced the NFL, the NBA. Now, I won't say the MLB all the way, but how do you get – I mean, for real, how can you talk about the Titans when they have their own national anthem? Well, they didn't play the black national anthem, which we'll talk about in the third hour. I think we got a clip from Bill Maher. I believe that if you like something, you don't allow them to take it from you without fighting, right? I understand some people are like, I'm just going to turn off the television. First of all, I run a sports media company, so I'm going to talk about sports as part of my career. But even more so, I think if you allow the woke idiots to win without opposition, then you are giving away a big part of our country. So I'm not going to give up my interest and like for sports because I think some of the leaders of those sports are making ridiculous decisions. I understand some people disagree, but that's my perspective. I want to fight and I want to win and bring sports back to everybody. Jonathan, hey, appreciate it, man. Thank you for calling in. Back with more in just a few. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. (laughs) 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.